In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Sense is a little whack, and my friends are just as screwy as me. I didn't go to boarding schools, preppy girls never looked at me. Why should they? I ain't nobody got nothing in my pocket. Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Friday. That's, you know what today is. Say it with me. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. I know that was a little sultry, a little slow. Yeah, a little sexy. But uh, it said Beverly Hills in it, and I thought it um, it was very dramatic. Like a certain character on Beverly Hills. But you know what? We got to get ramped up. So I got I to gotta just do a little bit more of a song to get you amped up for this podcast. Who knows how long this is going to go. So let's dig in. Let's get amped right now. Come on, boy, 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 boy. Y'all can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. Come on, boy, 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 boy. Y'all can't deny it. Y'all can't deny it. Can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. Come on, boy, 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 boy. You don't wanna fuck with me. Take me, 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 take me,
Hey, welcome back. Are we hyped? Do we got our BPMs up? Uh, I that actually the reason I played that one that was actually the song that Tom was playing when he drove his car off a sixty foot hill, but <laughs> a sixty foot hill behind his Pasadena mansion, folks. We'll get to that because honestly, what the f is? <laughs> you know what? I if we. <laughs> Okay, I want to say, first off, this is a comedy podcast. You might not laugh. You might not even think it's funny. But I will say things that you will not agree with. And that's okay. You know, this 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 country was built on disagreements. Um, you can love Lisa Rinna even though you're wrong. You can uh, think uh, Sutton has good taste in fashion. You might be wrong. There are so many things that you can think. This is just what I think. And this is how I see it. Now, remember, I this there's no proof of anything that I'm about to say. These are just my thoughts. And I want to make that clear up top. A couple pieces of business before we get deep into this. I also want to let people know my surroundings right now. I'm still at my parents' place. I'm in the guest bedroom, a very tiny bedroom that feels like a furnace. It's the perfect place to do a podcast like this because you just feel like you're, I feel like I'm Eminem in 8 Mile when he's looking in that dirty sink and he's talking about vomit on your Vomit on your shirt, mom spaghetti. That's where I, this is. This is. I feel like I'm in the grittiest place right now to really knock this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap out of the effing park, folks. I want to know, let you know my beverage situation that's happening. I have a cold brew coffee with a little bit of sugar-free French French vanilla creamer in it. I also have a um, uh, a truly. That's a um, a sparkling. Uh, you know, it's kind of like an alcoholic beverage seltzer if you will and then i also have my dad had a little bit of uh jack daniel's black label uh whiskey so i have that and i have a water so i'm set on liquids um i will be drinking those throughout we'll see how far this goes uh uh, business wise, go subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars. I'm so sorry for, uh, having a, a blackout and, and yelling about reviews earlier this week. I will not read them ever again. That is not your problem. Uh, if you want further podcasts, I just did a two hour Potomac recap on my Patreon with my good friend, Mallory Wilkinson. There's also a good two hour shooting the shit with my main girl, Maritza Lopez. We, uh, she does all the beautiful graphics for this show. Uh, so that's over the Patreon if you need more. I also want to make you aware of a couple podcasts I guested on. Just uh, yesterday was released uh, these two sisters, the Solomon sisters, who I've talked about before on here. They're awesome. I did their podcast again, Tongue and Chic. Um, C-H-I-C, very clever. Thank you, Solomon sisters. Always fun talking to you. And uh, a friend, a uh, new friend, Emily Rose. She has a podcast called Who... TF knows, like who the fuck knows, with Emily Rose. I was on that uh, last week, and I, I didn't get to mention it, so I wanted to mention it. And there's a new pos- podcast coming up in the first week of August. Um, our good friend Steve, uh, you might know him as at Faces by Bravo. He is doing a podcast for The Dip, and I just went and uh, I did his pod. I didn't go. I did it on. I went on my computer and I did it with him there, and it was uh, it was great. I can't wait for you guys to listen to that. He is so funny and so knowledgeable. So so many good options for your ear holes. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing this one today or whatever your surroundings are so um how are you are you guys good are you ready for the weekend i hope you're listening to this and you have a drink in hand or you're ignoring your kids or you're ignoring your job i just basically i want you ignoring your life for these next hour or two however long we go i want you to enjoy this i want you to be like you know what 
that guy is pretty crazy. I'll let him handle the craziness, and I'm I'm just going to enjoy this. Um, I want you to know that I do realize I'm un, unhinged on these recaps, but I also want, <laughs> I mean, you guys, we are in, I think, an all-star season. Uh, I'm going to play probably the mid-season trailer later in this uh, podcast, and it keeps it keeps going. The mid-season trailer looks amazing for the back half of the season. I mean, truly. And whether you think Erica Jane is telling the truth or whether you think um, she is lying, which is the correct answer, um, I want to thank Erica Jane for letting us see. Somebody said, oh, she look at her. She's brave for showing up. Good for her. And I'm like, guys, this isn't fucking charity. She's paid to show up. If it was charity, Tom would have stolen from it. My God. Like, I love how we give credit. I, we are, we love to give credit to people that don't deserve it. We love, look at her being brave showing up. Guys, she's collecting a paycheck. She didn't, you realize this is one of her only jobs now, right? Like, I, please, this isn't working in an orphanage. Once again, Tom's stolen money from people like that. I, I just, the, the discourse around Erica Jane fascinates me because also this isn't Catherine Hepburn. This isn't, um, I mean, I'm trying to think, this isn't Bono. I'm tr- this isn't Mother Teresa. This is somebody, this is a housewife. So I read these ridiculous things like, we stand by you, all of us, all of us Bravo fans stand by you. Don't speak for me, please. Thank you all Bravo fans for standing behind me. No, I don't stand behind. I never stood behind you. I thought it was ridiculous to begin with. Everybody acts like Erica Jane was some sort of Lady Gaga figure. Please, let's break down the album sales. Please. I think it was, we all pretend, it's like Luann. We all pretended she's something. And in reality, it just makes us feel closer with each other, right? Like we're Bravo fans and we can laugh or sing along. And it's like, yeah, she paid. She has some bops, but guess what? Like, so did like the Mouseketeers. I mean, they had some bops, like, you know. I mean, Hanson had some major bops. Like, you know, Weird Al had some major bops. I mean, it's not that hard to have a major bop, especially when you're paying for a bop. But please, let's not rewrite history. Please. She's basically sold out the Abbey in Los Angeles. And even that, those are usually free performances when she does the gay clubs, you know? Like, that is bizarre for me. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. I've got to stay calm. Stay calm, Brian. It is fine. Let us catch you up with everybody. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the Bravo universe I need to talk about. I was going to read more Randall Emmett reviews, Midnight in the Switchgrass, but maybe I'll do that on Monday when we can get some proper audience reaction. Um, I read a couple reviews on Thursday's podcast and my friend Donnie goes, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this movie. And I was like, God, thank God he's got one. All you need is one, right? It's Lala and my friend Donnie. Are the two people excited for Midnight in the Switchgrass? And it, guys, I just it's one of, it's going to be one of those movies where you're like, this will be pretty, you know, like maybe somebody gets a little stoned, a little drunk. You're like, it'll be funny if we watch this movie, and it's it's not going to even be funny in that capacity. Like sometimes bad movies are so. By the way, I just I have I have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills playing in the background so I can watch the TV for inspiration while I talk to you guys. And it just got to the point where uh, Rinna is in a red hat and she looks like a disheveled food god and Erica Jane just comes in and she's like, "Ah, It is so... (laughs) 
alarming. She's like a little a little sprite running around, just like, oh my, it's like a little little gnat. It's like the conjuring should make a movie of Lisa Rinner. The conjure the, even like the conjuring main characters would be like, this is this this spirit is too it's too evil. It's too evil. We cannot do anything for you. Ooh, you guys, is this where Erica Jane acts like she has a sneeze? And she's like, ah, ah, oh, for the love of God, for the love of God, I'm hurting. Um, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself once again. So Midnight in the Switchgrass, if you guys are movie lovers, probably not the movie to see, but if you are two of the, you know what? I imagine this is like the film for people that have, we're blind, but all of a sudden they could see, and it just makes you appreciate that you have eyes, maybe. Like, I, you could throw it on if something like that happens to you. Um, but uh, other than that, we'll, we'll get some audience reaction on Monday. Should we just... We gotta get into this, right? I, I, I think this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it is like... It is just like something that washes over you in layers because you watch it. You're like, well, a lot of that didn't make sense. And then you just think about it all night. The next day you read tons of things and you're like, I'm not going to be gaslit. Erica, you are lying through your effing teeth. Get your story straight. What is a switchback? What are you even talking about? This is ridiculous. This is the most Erica Jane has talked in like decades. And it turns out she's horrible at it. And I know the casual viewer, you could just take it as take her Take it and take her for her word. But I think we're, we're now starting to see, and if you go back and watch scenes, like she is full of lies. Um, my friend Hollaback Cards, uh, Danielle, posted this scene she found, I saw on her stories in her Instagram today, where it was her talking to Mikey about the accident with Tom Girardi. And it's just very interesting. Remember, these people know cameras are on them, right? Like you guys know these aren't hidden cameras. And they're like, oh my God, this whole time I was on a show? They let us see what they want us to see. So we had this amazing episode last week um, where it ended with Erica Jane like, uh, Kyle, Kyle, I'm so sad. I'm letting mascara fall down my face like the Exxon Valdez. There's an oil spill on my face. Now, I've talked to so many women in the interim. I would just go up to women just randomly. be like, what about waterproof mascara? And they'd be like, why are you in my house? Um, it turns out, yeah, like I've said many times, you know if your mascara is going to run, and she knew, and also you didn't wipe away your tears, Erica. Human behavior usually will say you will wipe for your wipe your tears and just not let them fall down your face. That's an actor thing. It just is, you guys. It's an actor thing, and we all know that. Think about when you cry. Do you let your beautiful tears fall down your beautiful face, or do you wipe them away? Erica doesn't wipe them away. And it's very interesting that you wore mascara there, but for this, this episode, she switched it up, no mascara, and the tears weren't falling nearly as uh, bountiful as they have in the past. So, of course, let's just start this episode. Now, this episode, great title, you guys. It is called, um, wait, what is it called? It's called Affairs and Accidents. So... Affairs and accidents, that really comes up later. And I got to tell you, so far, the slant really is pro-Erica. I think the audience, I think at multiple times in this episode, you see Erica going, 
It's really working. These dingbats are believing me hook, line, and sinker. And then the audience is like, wait a second, you idiot. Wait a second. I feel like Erica's like, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for the damn Bravo audience. Like, they're, I mean, the women of Beverly Hills are so focused on themselves sometimes that they barely listen to what Erica is saying. So they're just like, oh, she looks upset. Oh, she looks upset. Okay, let's, obviously she's a good person. She bought us meals in the past. She's good. It's so, it's very fascinating. So, we get these uh, opening shots of Los Angeles, and we zoom in on <clears throat> Rinna in her backyard, and, or in her back, well, Rinna's backyard, and then we go into the house, and uh, Rocky, Rinna's dog, has a cone, and I'm, I'm assuming Rocky asked for the cone so he could, like, kind of maybe hush Rinna's screaming at some point, uh, and also, I thought the cone, like, I'm like, you should have put that on Amelia. Amelia, not Amelia, the other daughter, not Amelia. You should have put cones on Amelia, especially. That would have really helped with the Scott. Could you imagine of that? Like, we put one on Rocky, and then we put one on Amelia because of Scott Disick. We see Rinna Pat. And by the way, can we, can we, we get it. Ladies pack. How many packing scenes, if you're a fan of Bravo, I think before you're three years into any of the shows that you love, we've seen these ladies pack at least 8 billion times. I get it. People pack. I mean, it's not how I pack. I just throw shit into the bag the very last minute because I'm so immature. And it's something I hate about myself. I've said this to many of my friends this year. I really would love to take a packing class. I just, every time I'm like, you know what? I Next time I go to my parents, I really want to think about what I pack. But I never do. But this isn't about me. This is about wackadoo Lisa Rinna. She, of course, has a leopard print bag. Sometimes I feel like Rena is just one of those people that leopard print is built for. And I know I know a lot of women love leopard print. I know it. I know it. But Rena, for some reason, it especially rings true on, you know. Um, she's packing in what I assume is a guest bedroom. I got to tell you, their home is like this weird kind of little hobbit house where it's, you know, I personally like it, but I also like the Lord of the Ring trilogy, you know? So to me, it's very, but it feels like a shire of some sort. It's like, I always feel like, oh, is Lisa drinking mead when she's packing? Like, it it feels like Gandalf's going to come in and be like, Lisa, we need you for an adventure of epic proportions. He'd be like, ah! Gandalf, your hat's so tall! (laughs) Um... Lisa, of course, is wearing a Rinna beauty hat, which I feel like that's a lie. Um, and so we're, we're doing packing scenes already. So we know what we got. We know we're going to get a round robin of scenes. So new scene, we go over to Dorit's. She's packing and she's like, Jagger, Jagger, mommy, mommy, boop, 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 boop. And Jagger's like, you're only going two days. Why are you bringing all this stuff? And she goes, a girl needs her options, Jagaloo, my Jagaloo. Um, and Ashley, I guess Dorit has an assistant? Like, what? I mean, are these like part-time Buca de Beppo employees? Like, what is Dorit? What is, it's the wedding? What are we assisting Dorit with, you know? If anything, I feel like PK always seems like he's just chilling. Like, PK could be Dorit's assistant. Like, hey, you need me to write anything down for you, Dorit. I'm your new assistant, PK. <laughs> I'm already so I'm so sorry. I, every week, I 
finish these and I'm ashamed of myself and I'm 15 minutes in it. I'm so deeply ashamed and I know I just can never tell if this works or not. And then you guys keep egging me on and I think I might have blown. <laughs> this ain't on the hinge, it's me, PK. I'm just as good looking as Mauricio. Me and Mauricio, we did a, we did a swimsuit competition. We both looked pretty good, I'll say. Um... So I guess this is the system, this assistant Ash or Ashley, and she's like, you know, oh, I bet you've been, you know, you've been sick with COVID and I bet you just, you know, you can't wait to put on new options for this trip. And she's like, yes, I've been in cozy clothes the last two weeks. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Ashley's like, so you're ready to bring it. Like, you're just going to Palm Springs at your friend's house where you're staying at. Like, why are you bringing it? Like, this is a Palm Springs house. Um, which by the way, I get you ladies are like, you always got to bring it. I just don't, I never bring it. I never, it's never been brought in with me. I don't plan on bringing it. My dream, as I've told you, is somebody, man or woman laying out clothes for me that they say are cool. And they say, you put this on like, that is my legitimate dream. Like I always tell you, I'm an old Navy man. And I would love, like, that's why when I would shop, it would be online shopping. And I would look for the combinations that Old Navy put together. And I'd be like, that's good. The whole look. And that's how I shop. Um, so the kids are helping uh, their mommy, Dorit P3O. 3PO. Hello, I'm going to Palm Springs. It's me, Dorit. It's great to see Dorit back in action. And I got to say, I got to give it up. Dorit does so many great facial reactions in this. And that's all we need for her. I don't need her to have a big storyline. I just want her reactions. And that's what we get in this episode. So for me, this was a good easing back in of Dorit, you know? And the kids are keep bringing in her clothes for her to pack. And she's like, thank you for all your help, my loves. Jagaloo, thank you, thank you, thank you. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I'm Dorit. So we get a new scene. Kyle calls Sutton. And Sutton is just oddly just sitting down, fully dressed, just staring at an empty bag. And I mean, just it looks like she would have been doing this without a cameraman there or Kyle calling. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Sutton sits in front of an empty suitcase like five times a week. Like it's almost meditation first, like I'm just sitting in front of this suitcase, I say, I say, seeing what what clothes I might wear, I say. Ah, I got the vapors. I'm having a mint julep while I think about what is putting in this empty suitcase. So Kyle calls Sutton, and she's like, oh, it's so nice in Laquita. I can't wait for you to get here. And uh, Sutton goes, I'm stressed out, I say, I say, because I haven't packed. I'm just staring here at an empty suitcase. Kyle in a talking head says, it's a good time to get out in the desert and relax. Get out of L.A. Now, I believe this is the house that Kim stole, said, you stole my goddamn house. Now, also remember, I like this fact. Kyle is good friends with Kris Jenner, remember, and Kris Jenner lives in La Quinta as well. She has that huge mansion that we saw on Keeping Up with the Kardashians a lot. Kylie Jenner just bought a mansion out there. All, it's just very, it's Kardashians, Richards everywhere out in La Quinta. You can't throw a rock without hitting somebody worth at least $10 million. So we find out from Kyle that Garcelle, Erica, and Crystal are staying at a hotel in La Quinta, which by the way, I stayed at a hotel in La Quinta. They are so nice. It is so, honestly, it is so beautiful out there. It truly is breathtaking. 
Plus, I went to Coachella for like 12 years in a row, and it was just, it really is beautiful, just gorgeous. Um, really is just gorgeous. You guys, we all got to go. We all got to go together. If we pitch in, we can get a house there. Um, so Garcelle, Erica, and Crystal are staying at a hotel. And this is the part where I immediately, do you guys ever do this where you you start tabulating? I'm like, why the fuck is Erica staying at a hotel when she could stay for free at, at Kyle's? Like, I don't care if you need your private space. Like, stay at Kyle's. Now's the time to start watching the wallet. Like, don't act like you're penny-pinching if you're literally not penny-pinching. If you're staying in La Quinta, you're not penny-pinching. That's redonkulous, you know? So, Kyle's like, Erica's going, she needs her privacy. And Kyle lets uh, Sutton know that, you know, she's like, I saw her sobbing the other day, you know, mascara was falling down in sheets of liquid off of her face. And Sutton goes, I texted her. I texted her. I say, I say, I've done my part, you know. And and then Sutton, the talking head, te- talking head goes, I'm leaving my four walls here to go stare at your four walls over there. <laughs> I love rich people jokes. Rich people jokes are amazing. She's like, ah, I've been in one Lamborghini, but then I go to another Lamborghini. <laughs> I will wipe my ass with cash, but I also blow my nose with it. I say, I say. <laughs> so we're in a new scene, and this is one of my favorite scenes. The goodbye to Erica Jane's clubhouse. Now, if you remember, one of the most ridiculous things I thought, even before I knew they were stealing money, was that Erica, a couple seasons ago, said Erica Jane needed a clubhouse. You know, just a space for the art. You know, the art needed some place to, to grow. Like, I do this in a bedroom, but eventually I'll probably get a club. I'll probably get a so bad it's good clubhouse of some sort. But she had a clubhouse and it was very decorated. I'm sure Mikey... Mikey used it as a fuck pad sometimes. Like it was, I hope she would let her staff bone there, but it was all, it was, there was a lot of neon, a lot of just things that you don't need, a lot of fur rugs. Uh, There was a glam room. And this is also where she was like hiding clothes. uh, In the first episode where she was like taking clothes from Tom's place, hiding it over there. But she said she was like inventorying, but it was like, I, Guys, she knew she was leaving for a while. I just, come on. So she's like, one last moment with my clubhouse. And the the assistant, Leia, 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 she still works there. She's still drawing a paycheck or something. I don't know. That's got to be awkward. Because at a certain point, Mikey and her assistant got to be like, no, but for real, are we? Are we? I mean, what is the pay situation, though, for real? <laughs> like, I mean, this is all, we're, we feel so bad. But seriously, is the are, are the checks, will they cash? Like, if I brought this to a bank, will it clear? I mean, that, I, mean I feel like they have to, at some point, wonder if, uh, if the checks will clear. So... She's like, do you want the blender? And she's like, why not? I should get, I should take the blender. She was leasing this place, but she found someone to take over the lease, which we got to follow who that is. Like, who's the person that took over the lease? Like, I want a reality show about whoever that person is. And like, how do you, I don't know. How do you renovate after the pretty mess has been there? You know? So she realizes, you know, I don't need this shit. But she lived ridiculously, you guys. At multiple times in this season, we're going to hear her of like, where? I don't even know where the money went. If Thomas stole the money, I don't know where it went. Look the fuck around. Honestly, 
You live in a three-bedroom house now, and two of those bedrooms are full of your clothes and shoes. Look at your face. Look at your nose jobs. Look at where did the money go? You've been spending the money this entire time. Like, I don't know what the big mystery, like, where has he hit the money? In your fucking shoes, dum-dum. Like, really? Where's the money? Dude, how about one of the two private jets you guys had? Where's the money? It, it, it boggles my mind. It's like, no, Erica, it's not like hidden. It's He didn't dig a hole and throw it in there. He's been spending the stolen money. He's transferred it over to EJ Global. He transferred $20 million over there. Do you think maybe that was some of the money? I like where it's like Tom is like some kind of like cat burglar. And he's like, there's like a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of touch to this of like, I'm going to put this in a map and you're going to find Tom's sunken treasure just on the adventure awaits. Um, so uh, she tells Leia, a part of me is sad. And then in a talking head, she goes, I've not received one dime from Tom Girardi since I left, despite what everyone thinks. What do you think we think? Like, honestly, I didn't think Tom was giving you. Hey, hey, toots, hide this money. I know we haven't talked since you left, but I want you to hide $3 million. Bend over so I can put it in your rear. Like, I, I don't think that he was giving her money. And also, I, if you leave me, I'm not going to continue to give you money, nor would I ever think that Eric, like, nor would I think like, oh, if you really, if your story's correct and you really left Tom, I don't think he's giving you money. I think he already gave you money. You know what I'm saying? It makes like, so it leads me to believe that Erica might not have a good grasp on what's going on, or this is part of some act, or she's just dumb. There's so many options, you guys. It's literally a cornucopia of bad options. But also, you're looking around this clubhouse, and what is she like? I'll always remember, this is where I wrote the check for somebody to write the song Expensive for me. This is where I paid Mikey to have four dudes dance around me with nipple clamps. Ah, memories. <laughs> this is where I had somebody show me a bitmoji of myself. This is where I had my ghostwriter come to write my book for me. <laughs> and this is where I took that huge dump after I ate Chipotle in Pasadena one time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just love that we're treating it like a fucking Abbey Road with the Beatles. You know, like, pool. <laughs> Erica's talking to Paul McCartney. And I give up my club. <laughs> so many, so many, so many hit albums. <laughs> so many hit albums. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry okay be professional okay she, uh, she goes I'm on a I'm on a bus I'm on a budget challenging yet at times horrible um, so we do in these flashbacks of like showing Mikey at the glam table. And I feel like what an opportunity it should have had like boys to men. It's so hard to say goodbye to Erica Jane's clubhouse. 
She's like, um, I can take care of myself. People want to forget that. I don't want to forget that you can take care of your... I don't, like, I think Erica, like, Erica, it's like a prophecy put in place where it's like, she's willing us to think about her. Because I did not think about her for the majority of her time on Beverly Ivy. I always said more style over substance. There was nothing there. I thought her lines were written by Mikey. You know, they were all looks. And she admitted to that. They would storyboard their looks. And it was all like she paid for lines. She paid people to write her lines. Like, I didn't feel there was a lot of real there. Which, by the way, I think I'm going to play. She did a TED Talk. My friend made me listen to it. And the TED Talk was just about how she got her start. And, you know, I'm going to play it because it's it's wild. But it's actually interesting to listen to in terms of where she came from. But she's like... A lot of good things came out of this clubhouse. A lot of good work and memories. And then we're like showing Lisa Renna's mom at the clubhouse. We see Sutton coming in. Like the memories are all like, oh, of course, that memory when Renna drove her mom to see the club. I mean, like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, and then there's like a, a neon sign, you guys. It says the pretty mess. And symbolically, she turns it off. And she goes, everything comes to an end. And if you guys, if you guys will get your ears up to the mics, I want to. I'm playing the world's tiniest violin for Erica. I'm so, I, you're not like, you're not a legend. This isn't Lady Gaga. I'm tell like I I nobody's stopping you from being Erica Jane still. You just don't have somebody paying for you to have a clubhouse that you didn't need in the first place. This is exactly where the money went. Like guys, we're in the evidence right now. The cameramen film where you are. This is where the money went. Literally, go check the toilet. There's probably cash stubbed like shoved somewhere in the walls there. So we're in a new scene. Kyle is at her Palm Springs mansion cutting and eating brie cheese. You guys know, if you're listeners of this podcast, during the pandemic, I had such a love affair, but also my mortal enemy is brie cheese. I was eating brie cheese like a sandwich, like where I was like, the rind was like, so disgusting. I I would just wait. The pandemic was hard on all of us, but I was eating an insane amount of brie cheese from Trader Joe's. That's the, I guess, the best place to get brie cheese. But there were no crackers involved. It was just me eating brie cheese. So I got to tell you, Kyle's a real one. I do. I, I like Kyle. I think I got a, I got a crush on Kyle too. Maybe I just got a crush on, on like that family, that 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 uh, lineage, if you will. You know, I like everybody. For some reason, I am buying what Kyle's selling. You know, so she facetimes with Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, don't you look good? And Kyle goes, I do? I love when girls compliment other girls. They're like, what? Get out of town. Are you kidding me? I spent six hours on this look. Um, So um, Kyle, of course, had COVID as well. I am hearing buzz that potentially somebody else in Kyle's orbit is just getting over COVID. Uh, I don't know. Getting, getting, hearing buzz rumblings we'll see if anything else comes out about that um so 
Kyle goes, I'm so happy to be alive and feeling good. I do want to know if she lost her sense of smell, though, because I still my you guys know my smell is just so messed up. And I, I, I could joke about it, but it's it is such a bummer. Like, it's a bummer to not have things smell the way they used to. And it just goes to show you how set in tradition I am. You know, like I want my B.O. to smell like my B.O. I don't want it to have some kind of new foreign alien smell like it does. Also, I'm insanely clean. Um, so Garcelle, remember, is coming tomorrow. She's not going to be there on the first night because she is shooting her show, The Real. Um, and, uh, you know, Kyle says, it's such a huge house. Uh, why would you want to stay at a hotel, uh, you know, in regards to Garcelle? Um, but I guess it's easier for Garcelle and some of the other ladies. But she, she Kyle is at a love affair with Palm Springs. They always do holidays there, Easter. We have an Easter flashback. Kyle lets us know that the energy shifts here, you guys. The energy shifts here. And uh, when we speak about energy, of course, we have the next scene of, Hello! Hello! Ah! Like, I swear to God, I would, if I was a security guard and somebody just screamed, as loud, I, would ta- I would full body tackle this person because I would think it was somebody mentally disturbed. Honestly, Rena pulls up. She's in some sort of weird contraption with a big red hat on, which like just lit. I was like, is she wearing a Make America Great Again hat on? Like I was, I was like, what? Like Rena, you can't pull off a red hat. My God. She's like, hello. And she goes, this is so gorgeous. This is so gorgeous. I'm picturing like Harry Hamlin just in his garden, just like whistling with a huge smile on his face going like, you have the whole, you have the whole house by yourself this weekend, Harry. What kind of trouble are you going to get into? Are you going to, you gotta maybe maybe plant some huge zucchinis. <laughs> That's a little Harry Hamlin joke. Uh, maybe I'll go hike in my canyon and bury some more of the bodies that I've obviously killed along the way. Like you just know, Harry's like, I'd love, yeah, go go to Palm Springs as long as you'd like. Yeah, please, I'm uh, I'm all good here. I've got a lot of gardening to do. So, um, so she's like screaming, and then. Then Kyle then all of a sudden like feels like she needs to scream. I guess everybody just feels like they need to scream around Rinna. So, you know, Kyle's like, ah, and Rinna's like, ah, and then there's jumping, they're screaming. They're so happy. And I just, just stop. What are we, what, who are we trying to impress? Just stop. We're all excited. We're all adults here though. You're going to throw, Rinna, we are going to see break a hip at some point. It is just fait complete that that is going to happen. It's probably going to be on an IG live to some sort of weird pop song, probably to something Champagne Pappy wrote. Um, it, it, it's just all just too much. I just needed to sell my poor heart, my poor ears, my poor heart. Oh, sir, you, we've noticed this last year. You've lost 30% of your hearing. Did you by chance watch this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? How did you know? How did you know? Um, Kyle goes, I put you in the casita, which I'm imagining is, I put you uh, in a place not connected with this house, which then I'm just like, those poor neighbors, you get a nice, you you know, you get to be rich, you work hard so you can live on some land and have some space. Then all of a sudden these, these very rich people that have potentially worked hard or gotten money handed to them, (laughs) it's just here, it's like, ah, and they're like, oh, damn it. Who invited Lisa Rinna up here? This is our, our sanctuary. Um, Dorit comes She's like, hello, it is me, Dorit. I have arrived, Master Kyle. Beep, boop, 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 boop. She comes in and she's wearing, this is, uh, I'm a trained viewer, so I, she's wearing these kind of banana sunglasses, like a, what are those, 
you know, you, you ever watch that uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, the guy who does Reading Rainbow also? Um, he wore, uh, as the character, he wore like this banana clip glasses. Uh, anyways, she's wearing these weird sunglasses for a second. And then Kathy, oh, be still my heart. Kathy walks up and Kathy, by the way, I want to, is wearing Yeezys, I believe. Cause Kathy fucking knows fashion. There's one thing that I would tell you, Kathy, if I, Kathy, see, I told you earlier, I just wanted somebody to pick out clothes for me. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. Let me specify. I want Kathy to pick out clothes for me. I want her to tell me what to wear. I know she would just knock it out. If this woman is wearing Yeezys with a nice, uh, what it, it looks like she's wearing a, what is like dress barn? What I don't know what contempo casuals. She very looks just very a classy lady, but also cool. This is cool and classy. And I think that's an important distinction. Um, she, uh, Kyle lets everybody know Garcelle wasn't comfortable staying here. Um, and you know, Crystal, I didn't want to put her with Sutton. So Crystal staying offside as well. And there's a flashback of jealous of what your ugly leather pants. I say, I say jealous of what your ugly leather pants. I say, I say, um, Kathy brought, um, a 30 pound vase. It looks like a candle, like a 30 pound candle vase. And she's like, oh, Kyle, I bought this for the house. I've been doing reps on it all day. I'm have a huge bicep. <laughs> she's, it's like this red candle, but it looks heavy as hell. You know, it doesn't look like a light candle. We've really gotten out of control with candles in this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it really... And especially with the housewife, we've got to put us, I would buy a, a candle for a Kathy candle. You bet your bippy. I would, I would buy one of those. Kathy goes, I drove two hours by myself. My knees hurt. <laughs> she goes, my knees hurt. <laughs> oh, Kathy, let me ice your knees. Come here, Kath. Let me, let me ice those. Let me ice those. Baby. Put your feet up. Put those Yeezys up here, Kathy. Let me, let me ice those down. She's like, oh, I drove two hours. My knees hurt. She goes, I've never driven by myself. <laughs> I've never driven by myself in my life. I've never. And I just would have killed to be on that drive to Palm Springs, just riding up next to Kathy Hilton. She's just like white knuckling it. She's like, I've never driven. I've never ridden by my car by myself. Oh, my knees, my knees. Dorit goes, where is my 15 luggages? I need someone to help me. And Kathy goes, yeah, where's the house man at? And by the way, I would have killed to be the houseman. I would have been like, right this way, Kathy and Dorit. I've got two. Uh, welcome to the gun show. And I'd uh, put, I'd show my arms, you know. And um, Crystal gets dropped off at this time, too. And Sutton gets dropped off in her new Bentley by her boyfriend. This, I believe, is the first time we saw a little glimpse of her boyfriend, who we saw a lot more last season. Some people were wondering if they were still together, but it looks like they are from this episode. And Crystal is, uh, Crystal is following, Rin, or no, Rinna is following Crystal. No, Crystal is behind Rinna. And Crystal goes, your ass is a tight little ball. And I was like, Jesus, Crystal, I'm going to vomit. Don't do that. Like, because Rinna's like, ah, it's just like a tight little energy. I just imagine Rinna's, tight little energy ball ass. Like, it's just like, oh, just if you rubbed it out, just like all the screams that would let, like a little ass screams, like, ah, 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 and little ass screams, ah, ah. 
Oh, Crystal goes, you have a tight little ass. I just, I really like Crystal, but I just, I can't have her calling Rinna and just like hyping her up about her tight little ass balls. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, Kyle shows Kathy where her room is. And Kyle's like, I even have a fat fan for you, Kath. And um, she goes, so you can drown out the noise. And, uh, you know, that's obviously a, a Rinna. You know, so we find out that Dorit's driver, Rodhi, I believe his name is, R-A-D-I-H-I-E, is able to help Dorit Dorit with her bag. She's like, you're a lifesaver, Rodhi, Rodhi, you're a lifesaver. Boop, 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 boop. Um, Crystal, they they're, um, have groceries they're unloading, and there's these javelina chips, I believe they're called, that we, that we get from Whole Foods. And I love them, and Crystal loves them as well, and they really are great chips you guys um so uh crystal lets us know also in a talking head that sutton reached out to her and that she thinks they're doing better from last week's episode but she is happy to be at a hotel away from this with a lock on the door shade um rinna texts erica and goes where are you? Are you here? In a text message, you can just feel the 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 loudness of her text messages. Even when it's a text message, you just feel like ah. My dad just came in to f- see if I I was all right. I guess I'm screaming too loud. Yeah, I do realize that I'm screaming as loud as Rena screams, but I'm I'm doing it for you, you guys. I just edited out a big thing of me chomping on ice, so you're welcome. Um, Kyle says. Uh, I heard Tom had to show up for court today. Today was a big day. And Rana go, Rina goes, she had a meeting with Tom. And Dory goes, they froze his assets because at least two million was used inappropriately. Boop, 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 boop. And Kathy, um, we see Kathy in the background and she has both hands on her 30 pound candle and she has it lifted up to her face, just smelling like it's like somebody huffing paint. She's like, oh. Get that smell in your... Oh, that's not nice. It's very nice, Kyle. Um, Rinna goes, does that mean you can't touch your money? Like, so this is... I said this last week, and I go, Rinna plays the idiot all the time. So Dorit says they froze his assets. Guys, we all know what that means, right? Rinna goes, does that mean he, he can't use his money? Yes, that's what freezing your... No shit. Yes, that's what it means, Rinna. And Dorit goes... I had because I had it done once when PK had a lawsuit against him, and there's a flashback to PK um, going, uh, "Oh, hey, I don't know, I, I don't, uh, I'm so sorry, love. This is something that happened before me and you even met. I, all, I, all I can say is I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that I did it to you, love. You know." Um, and Dorit says. They're asking for a full mental evaluation of Tom. And Rinna goes, for Tom? Yes, Rinna. You don't need to have a line in every scene. Sometimes you can just listen. It's okay to just listen to what Dorit is saying. She's handling it good on her own, you know? It's like you don't always need to... It's not a volleyball game. You don't need to assist, you know? Um, Also... I think it is. We did find out today that Dorit and PK, there's $1.2 million in unpaid taxes. 
I don't know. I assume all of these ladies have tax issues. So that doesn't really mean here. It's neither here nor there. I think potentially there's a lot more damaging information that will come out eventually about PK, especially because I do know he has some gambling debt as well. So, but we're not here for that. But I will say, I would imagine a lot of the housewives in Beverly Hills, especially are like, damn it, Erica. You're really shining a spotlight on all of us right now, and particularly a poor fashion, because this Ronald Richards, you guys, this lawyer that goes, like, I mean, he's going after all of them. And he, yeah, he's annoying as F, but it turns out there's a lot of skeletons in all of these ladies' closets, and there's probably skeletons in all of our closets. I mean, nobody is above reproach, except for God, and and Tom Hanks. And uh, so they're like, you know, um, Dorit's like, they don't think he understands the gravity of his situation. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Dorit goes, read the article. They placed him in civil contempt. A federal judge says he has failed to listen to court orders. And Rinna in her talking head goes, the most, disturb- the most disturbing thing is the two million. They were supposed to go to orphans and victims. And then all of a sudden we get a shot of Erica Jane walking her dog in a backyard where I figure this is where she's staying at the hotel. And the dog is pooping and she's like, great, now I have to clean this shit up too. A little, a little, uh, a little law humor, you guys, a little criminal humor she's given us. Uh, we cut back to the house and Kathy says, you can't believe everything you read. And she's just sniffing the candle. She's <sighs> 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 huffing. Crystal says in a talking head, two million seems like a lot of money, but for someone as rich as Tom, you can just write a check and make it go away. And so sad, but that is the image that Tom presented. And that, of course, is the image that that Kathy lives in as well. This man directed The Lion King. This, you know, like, though, you know, people can write these huge checks and make it go away. But unfortunately, Tom's uh, issues and money issues, especially, were much deeper than this. Rena says, uh, I reached out to Erica, but I haven't heard back. And then they call her on her speakerphone. And Erica's like, I'm going to change my clothes and then be there. And Rena says, I want a cocktail. Kathy says, uh, today is an eclipse, one that hasn't happened in 600 years, which I'm like, oh, shit, we're getting into astrology. These, you know, I love the thought of, I love the thought of these ladies, like, imitating the craft, some kind of witchcraftery, like the, the witches of WeHo, the witches of WeHo, but in Palm Springs, or the witches of felonies, or the witches of felony arrest warrants. And, uh, Tariq goes, I hate that sort of stuff. God bless you, Dorit. I do not like the moon, the moon and the stars. I do not like the shifts in the tides. Beep, boop, 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 boop. So Dorit uh, calls her kids and she's like, little Jagaloo. Uh, and Jagaloo's, Jaggy, <laughs> Jagaloo, Jagger goes, you're lucky you're in Palm Springs, mummy. I'm in this boring, stupid house that you don't even own. And Dorit in a talking head goes, I've always encouraged honesty and communication from my kids. And then she's like taking with FaceTime the phone around to show Jagger. She's like, look, Jagaloo, the candy and the gifts. I'll give you some of this candy. Do you like chocolate, little Jagaloo? And Jagger's like, show me more, mommy. Show me more. I'm not impressed yet. Jagaloo, here's a 30-pound candle from his... Kathy Hilton. Okay, okay, Mommy, I like that a little more. Do you want to go upstairs with Mommy Jagaloo? Um, <laughs> Kyle and Rinna are talking. 
this is a nice little sex bit they do. They're uh, Kyle's washing down an eggplant, and uh, and Rena goes, "I like a nice sized cucumber. I like it." And then they're doing eggplant dick jokes, and uh, they're not above it. And uh, Kyle goes, "The only way I'm taking the only way this is coming out of me is if it's a better be with a, a baby with a diaper." I love when women talk about what they can withstand dick wise, you know, and then, I mean, that is the, I mean, the thing is, and I don't need to, by the way, what if I mansplain where babies come, you guys, you know what, ladies, I don't know if you know, but your giner is where a lot of your babies come from. It comes right out of there, you guys. I don't know. So it is interesting. <laughs> um, but it truly is where the babies come from and, but they're making some sex jokes and I, once again, it's like, I don't want to picture anything entering Rinna. I don't care if it's a tiny little cucumber. I don't care if it's a big eggplant. I want that thing to be under lock and key. I want to bury that in Harry Hamlin's secret garden and just forget about it. I like to think of Lisa Rinna as a Barbie doll. And there's just a, just a, a smooth, uh, there's just a smooth surface down there. There's no openings at all. Just nothing. I want it. I want a Barbie doll down there with Rinna. Uh, Kyle, on the other hand, that's a sexy mama. Kathy says, uh, Kyle, why are you putting onions in your lasagna? Uh, I don't really cook. It's a great shame of mine, but, um, I, I, I don't, I imagine you, everybody has, cause there's sometimes onions and spaghetti sauce. So it's not that far out of, you know, and Kyle goes, I'm famous for my lasagna, Kathy. And Kathy goes, how come I never had it? And Kyle's like, cause you didn't talk to me for years. <laughs> Dark humor dark humor and Kathy goes how long does it how long does it take to make lasagna Kyle and Kyle in a talking head says we are back to speaking at all times of the day laughing and I'm having fun and Kathy goes I missed out on this lasagna moment I guess OMG I do love this I love that they get along I think that is such a nice relationship that we get the the privilege to see with this show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that they get along. I think it adds a little something. We know familial relationships. We can relate to that. And I love to see people happy, families happy, you know? I'm not as much of a Scrooge as I can come off, you guys. I've got a heart of gold. Oh, my God, you guys. I know this is already going so long, but there's just so much goodness. There is so much good. I gotta, I gotta... We gotta savor every moment because we don't get good episodes sometimes. We don't get good seasons sometimes. Look at New York, you know? So we have to celebrate every moment. So Erica finally comes in, you guys. Get ready for this. Rinna runs out in a red Ah Erica! Get your ass in here, girl! Just like a banshee. I did notice at this point where I was like, oh, my God, I think Erica looks a little like food god, Jonathan Chebin, just with that hair, just with that mullet, that like soccer mom look that she has going at all. It's like a Skeletor soccer mom, but just like, ah, get your ass in here, girl. <laughs> and she goes, I'm going to hug you because I can. And Erica, hi, baby. Hi. No, she goes, she goes, hi, baby. And, um. Rinna goes, I'm proud that you're here. I'm proud that you got to Palm Springs. <laughs> I'm proud you're here for vacation. Dorit hugs her. Sutton goes, uh, you look beautiful. You look, you look beautiful. Did I lose how to do this? He goes, Sutton goes, 
You look beautiful, I say, I say. You look very good. And they're wiping away tears, and Kyle hugs her, and she's like, I'm sorry, we're here for you. And you guys, she goes, it's not okay. And it's not gonna be okay for a long time. And then you guys, I shit you not, she raises her finger like she's under her nose, like she's about to sneeze, and closes her eyes like she's literally got the vapors. I say, I say. And she's like, she's like trying to like summon more tears. But it's this weird moment where I'm like, what the, is she stroking out? What is, she's like, ah, ah. Ah, that's the sound I imagine her making. It's so weird and bizarre. And she's wearing this like gray, like sweater thing. And it is just weird. She's frozen. She's like, are they, are they buying it? Are they buying it? If I just sit here with my finger under my nose, what will they, they will think I am very sad. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, this is the commercial I was telling you about, but it is a commercial I believe in. Um, Today's sponsor is Bowl & Branch. Um, Now, they sent me a pair of their signature sheets this past week, and I put them on, and I got to tell you, I hate to say this, I think these are like my first, like, big boy sheets. Like, they really are very, very nice and very soft, and the detailing is amazing. Now, they say that the little things we do all add up to the legacy we leave behind. Bull and Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. You know, you will feel the difference, and I swear to God, you will feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. I got them in gray because they match my curtains, and I was like, oh, that'll be dope. I have gray curtains and gray sheets, Um, but they have them in so many colors. 
So experience uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. So this cloud weight, super soft sateen weave gets softer with every wash. That's crazy. Does it really get softer with every wash? Oh my God, I'm going to have to wash these. So it's crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging. By the way, the packaging was insanely beautiful. I was carrying around this really cool box all day and I was like, I was like, I should just carry this to bars and restaurants. It looks like I'm like somebody, you know? So they have the perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season. Now you guys know me, I'm unfortunately a sweater, so I'm very excited to be able to use these sheets now so give your bed the white house treatment with sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with i wonder which presidents oh my god did abraham lincoln fall in love with these bull and branch are dedicated to quality at every step you guys sheets designed and manufactured for maximum comfort and durability no cutting corners there are no middlemen between you and bull and branch so you get luxury quality for the fairest price they stand behind their products and they honor a 30-night worry-free guarantee if you are unsatisfied. Oh my gosh, so if I don't like these after 30 days, I can return them? That is, okay, cool. Man, that is ballsy. I would not do that with the podcast. I can say, if you do not like the podcast 30 days from now, you can. I'll do a new one. No, I can't do that, but Bull and Branch can. So ex- to experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit bullandbranch.com that's b-o-l-l-a-n-d b-r-a-n-c-h.com so this is the cool thing get 15 percent off your first set of sheets with promo code so bad so that is so bad s-o-b-a-d and once again that's b-o-l-l and b-r-a-n-c-h.com promo code so bad so use this guys if you're in 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 the in the shopping mind for some new sheets use my code please let's do this i actually am using these sheets i can take it i can prove it you guys would you guys like a picture of me in the sheets well it might be coming okay back to the show and um she goes i just wake up and it's bad news all the time What's that a drink here, Aka says. And they're all like, come sit, come sit. Summer lovin' had me a blast. Some, I, I love when girls all sit around each other about to tell a story. It just reminds me of Grease and Summer Lovin'. I met a boy, cute as can be. Summer days, Tom drove off a cliff. Oh, oh, Anna broke his ankle. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Erica goes... I forgot how beautiful this place is. Um, <laughs> Dorit goes, Don't worry, I'm not symptom- symptomatic with COVID anymore. We're all in the clear. And Erica goes, That's the least of my concerns, honey. And Rinna goes, You look at Erica in her talking head and goes, You think she's set for life, but you just never know. And Rinna, you know, that's how she sees people. She sees people as dollar signs. She's nice to rich people for the most part. And, you know, and I, I know this is dark, but I got to think I'd say, I, when Rinna sees people lose money, she goes, I mean, another one. <laughs> Hot damn. Harry, we've got more money than Erica Jane now. Well, that's very nice. I'm gardening right now. Um, I will celebrate later. Uh, Kathy walks down. And did you notice you guys? Kathy grabbed her purse immediately. Smart around Erica. 
I would love to start the rumor that Erica uh, steals things now. Like you just can't like that 30 pound candle Kathy brings. I'm going to throw this in my car. My house needs a 30 pound candle. Um, Kathy goes, hey, gorgeous. Um, they put down a sausage and cheese platter, you know, a bountiful. Erica throws that all in her purse. Kathy goes, you look beautiful. What happened today in court? And Tariq was like, yes, what happened? And uh, Erica Jane goes, or they, they were like, oh, were, you, were you there? And she's like, it was in Chicago. And suddenly goes, why Chicago? And uh, she goes, it was a federal case. And Kathy goes, have you talked to Robert Shapiro? Robert Shapiro, of course, is the famed lawyer on the OJ trial, which then connects in with Robert Kardashian, who was on that, which then connects to... Um, you know, of course, Chris Jenner then connects to Kai. Like, so it is fascinating how Hollywood works and how it all is interconnected. And Erica goes, I know Bob very well. And Kathy goes, me and Bob, we're like family. And uh, Erica goes, I don't know if he's team Tom or whatever. I don't know. And suddenly goes, are you talking to him at all? I say, I say to Tom. And she goes, no, not since I left, which is hard. So hard. That's very hard when you're married to somebody for 20 years. You know, they're struggling and they're not in a good place. But I'm actually in some ways, I'm, I'm relieved his attorney said that he's not mentally well, which is something I have always said. So she's like really building her case right now. There's a flashback to her telling Kyle, you know, I told him. You know, you can't hear well. You can't see well. You're fucking degrading right in front of me and you're ignoring it. And then it's back to the scene. She goes, and no one would listen to me. And I tried and I tried. A talking head, she goes, what I was seeing, what I was experiencing. Erica's in a new glam look on her talking head. It's a very, like a satiny, very bright blue dress. Uh, I thought it looked okay, but then I got a second look and I didn't think it, I don't know. It, it was bright. And uh, Erica goes, I was right. And she's kind of smirking a little bit. It's just very weird. Like, do you really want to be right about your husband degrading? What a thing to be right about. I, 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 Just weird how she talks about this whole thing. And she's like, maybe he can get the help he needs. Um, this was over time when you're slowly watching someone unravel. It's a hard thing to do. Sorry, I'm so drained, she tells the ladies. And Dorit goes, of course you are. Beep, boop, 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 boop. What if Jagaloo was still on the face? Mommy, can you hang up, please? You'll still have me on FaceTime. Oh, Jagaloo, you watched Erica Jane. Oh. And then Jagaloo like, bad man, bad man. She's a bad man. <laughs> Erica goes, I'm getting dragged into all of this. Which is like, oh, how dare they? I spent all of his money. Why am I getting dragged into this? Dorit says, of course, when PK was dragged into his legal woes last year, it was before my name. It was before we were even together. My name was smeared. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I was part of it. I didn't even know this guy or heard of him. I didn't even know PK. It's very hot normal for a husband and wife to not know all the business dealings of their spouse. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Which I feel like Dorit is making a case for herself in the future. But also, you see Erica look at Dorit of like, 
Yeah, take the bait, bitch. Go on about your personal stories. Back me up, sucker. Um, <laughs> Erica goes, This man had business dealings from before I was even born. I love that they now reference how old he really was. And by the way, I just imagine when this happened of like business dealings before I was born, Lisa Renner runs in, Scott Disick, Scott! So Dorit goes, I really don't think Tom married Erica for her accounting skills. Beep, bop, boop, boop, boop. In a talking head, Kathy says, marriage is built on trust. If my husband walks in and says, sign where the X is, you know, what do I sit and read every single paper I sign? I, I, I trust. I trust him. And Erica goes, the power balance when we got together was so out of whack. Erica says, oh, you know, one second, I'm a bimbo gold digger trophy wife. And now all of a sudden, I'm a financial mastermind that had my finger on the pulse for everything? Come on. But yeah, by the way, women contain multitudes. Erica could be both a bimbo. Like, and either way, all, either of those options aren't great. I mean, that is the funny thing of like, okay, Erica, I know you want now just to lean into the bimbo. <laughs> She's like, come on, guys. I'm just a bimbo gold digger. Please, please just let me be a bimbo gold digger. No, no. Like, she would love just to be classified as a bimbo gold digger now. Like, and in fact, I feel like we're going to eventually come like, hey, you guys, I was literally just a trophy wife. I literally have shit for brains. I have shit for brains. I am a dum-dum, you guys. Seriously, I can't count. Um, But then she goes, when you're on for half, you're on for half. She's very cool, very gangster of like, yeah, I've gotten myself into this. Cut to the kitchen with Crystal talking to Kyle saying, I'm very, I'm very impressed with your lasagna, Kyle. Um, and Kyle is telling Crystal about like, he, Tom won't listen to him. Tom won't listen to Erica. He won't listen to Erica's advice. Um, and she's also telling Crystal that he's always, it's always been more like a dad daughter relationship with Erica and Tom. And there's a flashback to once again of that scene with Tom going, excuse me, Erica, I'm talking here at dinner. Excuse me. Pardon, pardon me, Erica. I'm Tom Girardi. I'm speaking now. We, we've we seen this flashback now, I feel like, a thousand times. Like, we get it. Nobody thinks Tom was, like, husband of the year at all. Erica, I'm speaking. Erica. I gotta, I gotta work on my Tom. Um, so she's telling all of this to Crystal. And, uh... She goes, he supported her career and her dreams, and that's the price she had to pay, I guess. Which is, remember, you guys, if if you, you got to make these devil deals sometimes, and it's not worth it in the long run. That's why, like, my sympathy for Erica is very minimal, especially because real people got affected by this. You know, it's not just Erica. You know, if she had nothing to do with this, she's at some point got to realize, this ain't about you, toots. This ain't about you. This is about those orphans. This is about those, like, this is about the airplane victims. This isn't about you. And I just don't hear that enough. Like, I don't hear any, like, get out of your own way. Your ego is so gargantuan that you cannot find it in your heart to realize this ain't about you. You made your poor decision 20 plus years ago. And now it affected real people that got really, really hurt. Um, see, um, Kyle says, uh, Erica's very detached. We've seen her be detached. You know, by the way, that's what I always have thought of Erica. Just a very detached person. So a new scene. 
Um, we, uh, Erica goes, we got a little tree in my house and we put some garland up. And Sutton says, it's not like Xmas, but you gotta enjoy it, I say, I say. Which, I, once again, though, I feel like, I don't know, like, once again, maybe let's chill on any purchases, you know? Like, let's just really work with what we got. Like, I, I let's just stop. I don't, I know it's like, well, she deserves to have a Christmas. Sure, Christmas, all the, but as we are told in a lot of Christmas tales, Christmas is in our hearts and souls, you guys. We don't need the garland. Uh, Sutton goes, the sudden really opens up. She goes, my dad shot himself two days before Xmas. I say, I say, you want to talk about a sucky, sucky Xmas. That was a sucky Xmas. Um, she goes, when tragedy happens during the holidays, it's those rituals. The Christmas rituals we have, we keep you going. He and uh, Erica goes, had they been struck then? And she goes, yeah, it was an ongoing thing, I say, I say. We put him in the hospital twice, but we didn't know he was going to do two days before Xmas. Thanks a lot, Dad. I'm just like, jeez, my God. And Erica goes, what did your mom say? And she goes, it was the first day of her retirement, and she was home. She was so angry. She was pissed. Imagine that. You retire, and then you're, I mean, like, that's a dark thing. You retire, and your husband's like gonna kick her retirement off uh you're gonna ki- i'm really gonna really kick her retirement off with a bang like i mean it that is so dark in so many ways that that was on the first day of retirement and sutton's mom you kind of see where sutton gets a lot of we because we do see a flashback of her mom and sutton and sutton's mom is really particularly cold with this issue um so she goes, uh, my mom doesn't share a lot. And then we get a flashback to one year earlier at Sutton's store. And we see them in the store. And she goes, Mama, this was a big deal for me. I say, I say. That was his writing. It's on the building. It's everywhere. You can't miss him. And Sutton's crying. And the Sutton logo, I guess, is the dad's writing. I didn't know that. And her mom, Reba, which is just the perfect name for a mom, she goes, you can't, you can't expect me to feel the same way you do, I'll say, I'll say. That's the mom. The mom's voice is a little deeper. She goes, you know, you can't expect me to feel the same way, I'll say, I'll say, that you do about him. I was married to him, and my relationship with him was different than yours. I don't know what else you want me to say. And Sutton goes, it would have been nice for you to say you miss him, I'll say, I'll say. And then the mom goes, I don't miss him. And I'm like, damn, damn. Damn! Like, did you guys see that and go, holy hell, that was like the steeliness. I got goosebumps. I'm not supposed to say goose pimples anymore. Uh, the goosebumps I got when I, I got goose pimples. The, it, it chills, chills. And uh, Erica goes, yours sounds like much more of a tragedy than what I'm going through. I mean, kind of. And Erica goes, it all sucks. And uh, Sutton goes, if I can survive my dad's traumatic death, I say, I say, you can survive this. And I know she can because she's a strong lady, made a good stock. Uh, Erica says, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Erica is, again, really kissing Sutton's ass. Remember, Sutton took her on like a free spa trip. Like, Erica, anything Sutton says at this moment is like, uh, yeah, that was a great <laughs> That was a great story. Can I see your wallet? 
And it is funny because there is that moment where Erica goes, God damn, this lady is sharing a lot with me. <laughs> that was a really dark story that I didn't ask for. Um, new scene, Kathy goes, uh, Kyle, what is this? Is this basil? Is this oregano? Um, and uh, Kathy goes, do you want me to put a little in the sauce? And Kyle goes, buzz off. And she's like, I'll always be the baby sister. You know, Kathy was always saying, you know, don't do that. Um, and Kathy, this is such a God, you Kathy. Stop it, Kathy. You're being amazing again. She's cutting the bread and it's really tough bread that I guess Mauricio left, uh, you know, so they shouldn't even do it. Kathy is like, I'm going to cut this bread. And I'm like, get out of town, Kathy. That is so hysterically delightful. I love you so much. Um, Rinna does, I, they do a shot of Rinna and once he, she looks like a, like a hip hump methed out Trump fan or like a female food God. So many, it's just, oh, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like there's something, there's something supernatural about Lisa Rinna. Dorit goes, I'm going to change for dinner real quick. I'm going to change into my lasagna clothes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to change into my buca de beppo smock. Why would you, like, why would you change for lasagna dinner at the house? I'm going to go, little jagaloo, it's mommy again on FaceTime. What should I wear? Mommy, are you having lasagna? Um, Kathy, we cut back to fucking hysterical Kathy. She's slamming the hard bread on the table. And then she's doing little mimicking the karate, what is that, karachas? She's like, She's like making little music with the, uh, the, the hard bread. She's making the sound, which by the way, Kanye probably heard this and was like, that is the sound I've been looking for, right? That is Donda. That is, I put that on the album. Cause it does. It sounds good. I was like, I am Kathy Hilton. I am Kathy Hilton. Karachas with hard bread. I, I'm going to go buy hard bread this weekend and just do my Kathy. What is it called? Karachas or Karaka? What am I thinking of? You know what I'm saying? The k- 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 what am I? Karachas? Karak? Damn it! I know what it's. Am I saying that right? Karachas? Kyle goes. I'm peeing myself, Kathy. I. She goes. I needed to. <laughs> Kyle literally goes. I'm peeing myself. She's laughing hysterically. She goes. I needed the pins. And this is the point where I wanted Rena to jump out and goes. I got the pins for ya. Remember, Rena was a depend spokeswoman, which. The bravery of a woman to be a depend. I mean, that is like remember when Jamie Lee Curtis did the um the uh what was it the not Metamucil, but it was like that that shit you drink to make yourself regular. And Jamie Lee Curtis was the spokeswoman for it for a while. What am I thinking? It was like the white stuff, and Jamie Lee Curtis was like, "I love it. It makes me regular." And you're like, "Oh my god, you're such a good actress," and you're. You're selling stuff that makes us regular. I mean, just like you, you better back a Brinks truck. Like literally, it's like if I was like the face of erectile dysfunction, like just know if I'm ever the face of erectile dysfunction, they gave me a lot of money. And when a lot of money, I say a thousand dollars, they gave me and I'm like, hi, I'm Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good. A lot of women have told me I have what we call erectile dysfunction. Now, there's something that can help with that. I'll be on a horse, of course. Uh, riding on a beach because all those commercials never make sense. They're always doing weird activities. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Rena was the spokeswoman for Depends. We cannot rewrite history. That actually happened. 
But I got to say, I love, isn't that the best though? Like, and that's why I like when I was silly laughing earlier at myself, like I love laughing like that. Something that really you're not forcing that comes from your soul. And that's the best when you're with friends like that too, that you just laugh hysterically. I don't, I, I got to say though, I'm still, the deeper I get into women's issues. And by that, I mean, talking about housewives, there is so much, and I've, I've learned more things than I ever wanted to know about pelvic flooring, but it just seems like you ladies have been set up with the disposition of potentially having just piss fall out of you if you shake hard enough. Like you guys are always potentially going to pee yourself when you laugh so hard. Luckily, you'll never have to pee yourself when you're listening to this program. But it is fun. Like they're always, if you're always about to pee yourselves, it seems like. But I do love the laughing. And Kathy's just playing her hard bread instrument. And Rinna comes down in another horribly sparkly jumpsuit. And Erica goes, is that a sequin jumper? And all of a sudden, it's like Studio 54 or like Stupid 54, whatever we want. Like, uh, and Kathy, at this point, has decided to lug her suitcase up one stair at a time, even though they've been there for a long time. And uh, Dorit sees her and goes, no, Kathy, no, I'm a robot. Let me help you with that. Boop, 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 boop. I've got you, Kathy. And you can tell Kathy is like, who is this? Who? Uh, oh, it's our English friend, our English friend Dorit. I'm not English, Kathy. That's my husband. Uh, Dorit in a talking head goes, carry your own damn bag. But gosh darn it, I love Kathy Hilton. Uh, they get her up to the room. Dorit proceeds to pick up a large fan and fan Kathy off like a baptism by fan. Um, <laughs> Dorit goes, when I feel hot, it's nice to get a little fan. Um, we're back to Kyle. And Kyle goes, ah, I had uh, Kathy set the table. And Kathy literally sat a bunch of napkins with a lemon on top for a paperweight. It's like the worst set table ever, which, damn it, Kathy. God, I love you. You're just so sparse with your table decoration. You're bringing that back. That's what we're going to, you know, paper plates at Kathy Hilton's house. Rinna is screeching about the hot tub being warm. She's like, ah, I just stuck my foot. <laughs> it's warm. It's a hot tub, you fucking dolt. Of course it's warm. What are you fucking, what is going on? It's a hot tub. Erica says, uh. I turned on the pool heat at my place for three days, but then I got the bill and said, fuck that. And then she goes, I kept the pool heated for 20 years at Tom's and I never got. And she goes, but then I turned it on for this and it turns out I'm paying this bill. And I was like, fuck that. I mean, that is so dark. She goes, I never slept in the pool. at. I never swam in the pool at Tom's over the 20 years I lived there, lived there. And I kept it on all. That's where the money went, you dolt. Like, where did the money go? And turn it on and keeping your pool heated for 20 years when you never swam in it. Like, the the audacity. Rena goes, yeah, it's a little different when you see the bill, isn't it? It's a hell of a lot different, Erica says. Erica goes, I'm so tight with money. We got to save. And, uh. Rinna goes, is that who you've become? Is it? Is it? Rinna goes in a talking head. Harry will come up to me and says, you, you got to stop spending so much. I don't always listen. <laughs> Erica goes, uh, 
I found a lipstick in my pocket from two years ago. And Rinna goes, don't you love that? And sometimes you find money. And Erica's like, I definitely didn't find money. But this is the thing. Erica's bragging now about being cheap, yet she's staying in a hotel in Palm Springs when she could have stayed at Kyle's. Um, Kyle uh, knocks a spice over and breaks it. And uh, Kathy says, you always laugh at everything, Kyle. And she goes, at least I don't cry. You're right, Kyle. I like that. Uh, Kathy goes, I'll, I'll help you clean up. And she sweeps up the glass with a, a grill brush like the, that you, you use on your grill. It is one of the weirdest, most beautiful things I've ever seen. Kathy Hilton can make, like, I swear to God, if Kathy let out a, a like a, a juicy toot, I'd be like, Kathy, who just let out the most beautiful? That's a whale song. That's beautiful, Kathy. Just be- just beautiful. Sounds like whales. Sounds like whales humping. I love it. Um, Erica goes, I like sweeping. Kathy says, why don't you have an organizer for your spices, Kyle? Erica says, uh, I thought I thought you said I thought you just said, why don't you have an orgasm for those things? Remember, Erica hypersexualizes herself, even though I think she's like a dud in bed. They all laugh. Kathy goes, Kyle, you're nuts. New scene, the lasagna is coming out. Oh, it did look good, you guys. I I I don't know if you're like me. I'm a huge fan of melted cheese. And that's uh that's why I always think Food God's face looks cool. <laughs> Just joking. Rimshot. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten to Erica's big speech about Tom and the car. We're getting there. We're so close, you guys. Let's let's bring it on home. Oof, I'm gonna sleep good tonight. Um so they get ready for dinner, and this is a huge thing. Kyle comes out and goes, uh, my daughter said, my daughter just texted me or called me and said, Drake follows Lisa Rinna and, uh, to up your game, mom. And I was like, slack jawed. I was like, wait a sec. Drake follows fucking Lisa Rinna. Are you? And then I just, I, then I just realized Rihanna wins. Rihanna has way better Bravo taste than Drake. Unless Drake followed Lisa Rinna to get at Amelia and not Amelia, her second daughter, not Amelia. Like he's like, yo, I'm going to be smooth. Get up all in this mom's Instagram so I can hit Amelia and not Amelia at one point. That's my Drake imitation. You guys, Kyle. uh, So uh, Lisa, of course, being Lisa goes, I didn't know Drake follows me. Is his name like Champagne Pappy or something? <laughs> and Erica goes, that's a hot moment, honey. And she keeps saying Pappy. Like you just want to shake her and go, Poppy, Poppy. And Crystal goes, this is not an obscure pop reference. I would die if Champagne Poppy followed me, Drake. Drake, little baby Drake, I pray that you will follow Crystal and unfollow Lisa Rinna. Little baby, little baby Jesus, will you do me just one solid? It's me, Ryan, your your microphone warrior, Mister Podcast, the bad boy of podcasting. Would you do me uh, the biggest solid and have Drake hit that slam down on that unfollow button and unfollow my new friend Crystal and the rest of the Beverly Hills ladies, except for Erica. Um, and by the way, like Rinna. Rihanna has got to follow. Well, that's another thing. What if Drake accidentally hit Rinna thinking it was Rihanna? That could have been something there, but I don't think Rihanna follows Rinna, and that's that's all we we care about. You know, Rihanna gets it. And um, 
Also, she just I just stop with the pappy. So Kathy is looking up at the stars and she goes, This night hasn't happened in six hundred years, everybody. Kyle says we're and Kyle goes, Yeah, we're supposed to manifest forward and we're let shit go. And then they put a candle in front of Erica to make a wish and blow out. And she just you guys, she just over this. She goes, ah, ah. It's like it's not a fucking birthday cake. Just let's let's hurry it up. Um and she's just like uh, I my wish is that all of you fucking dolts believe all my stories. That I, I hope that America believes all this bullshit I'm peddling. And she goes, Whoosh, and she blows it out. Wouldn't it be funny if Erica blew it out and her wish was to own Kyle's house? She's like, I own this place now, bitch. Get out. <laughs> and Erica in a talking head goes, I'll do nothing at this point but go to confession. Oh no, she goes, I'll I'll do anything at this point but go to confession. And that's where I draw the line. So when I'm talking that, she basically says, I'll do any hippy dippy bullshit, but I won't go to confession, which is like she just literally admits, I will never tell the truth about what's I will not get into God. God will see me for the fraud that I potentially am, allegedly. Kathy goes, Everyone's put their hands up. Which we got to get a drop of that. I got to mix that into a song of like Kathy going, everyone put their hands up. It's the Kathy. And that's, that is the power of Kathy. When she said everyone put their hands up, I was in my bed putting my hands up. That is the power of GD Kathy damn Hilton, you know? And I got to say, this is the, this is the reboot of the craft that I wanted to see all along. Just a bunch of middle-aged ladies talking about a 600 year moon. Um, Erica goes, you guys are my friends. I I appreciate all your kind words and support, and we're going to talk about it. And Kyle goes, let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Erica, because I feel you're open to talking about stuff. Um, She goes, what happens with Erica Jane? And Erica goes, I don't know. It's an expensive business being Erica Jane. I let go of my office space, my studio. I let that go today. And Rena goes, that's a big moment for you. But you can also tell like Rena goes, ha ha, bitch. Um, it is interesting, though. I think there is something. Um, it's an, She goes, it's an expensive business. Of course, there's that sound clip of $40,000 to keep the Erica Jane character going with glam and, and all that stuff. But it's a losing business as well. You you know, I don't think... Remember, Broadway actors, even when you're on Chicago, even Tom Hanks only gets like $50,000 a week doing a Broadway show, and that's Tom Hanks. You do it for the prestige. You you don't do it to make money on Broadway. It's, it's a high honor to do Broadway. But the Erica Jane business was never a moneymaker. I mean, you, you probably got money from the book, sure. She, you know, Brian Moylan was the ghostwriter on that. You got money here and there, but she shelled out so much money. She always paid like she was Lady Gaga. She always got the best makeup, the best outfits, the worked with the best people. It's an expensive business. But once again, this is where the money went. So she obviously had to let all of that go. And uh, Kyle goes, so you're going to be solo, solo, solely financially responsible for yourself. And she goes... I have been since November, since the day I moved out. 
no help from him moving forward. Oh, no, Kyle goes, no help from him moving forward. And Erica goes, oh, no. And her face is just like, I don't know, just so weird watching her face. And Dory goes, I hated that this legal team asked for you to not have spousal support. And they also asked you to pay his fees. And Kathy goes, the richest man in the world will try to take the jewelry back. And Erica goes, that's how tacky they are. And Sutton goes, I say, I say, uh, you think he'd rush through that divorce? You think he'll rush through? I think he would want that part done, I say, I say. And Erica goes, I don't think there's anything to get with that divorce. They froze everything. He should turn in his bar card. He's not well. It's time. So Erica's saying that he should turn in his lawyering car card. Um, his, that's what we call it professionally, the lawyering card. Rinna in a talking head says, the last time I saw Tom was at their house and he seemed very charming, very with it. The flashback of him at his house going, um, <laughs> I plead the fifth, ladies. <laughs> I once hung out with John Wayne. <laughs> and Rinna goes, he seemed fine. Maybe there was something going on. I don't know. I, I'm just dumb old Lisa Rinna. Erica says, um, him being a great lawyer was everything to him. He put that above everything else. In the last few years, you know, I noticed him declining. I think he held out even tighter. I think he was afraid and mad because he was mean as fuck. Where a few years before, he would say, Honey, let me explain. And he would talk me through it no more. He was mean as fuck. And Dorit in her talking head goes, I get why Erica would keep that private. She spent 20 years having to defend her relationship to all people that always said she was with an old man. She was a young woman. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Kyle goes, um, well, I, I don't know if he has dementia, but I read that they can become angry and belligerent, you know, and you could tell Erica's like, yeah, give it to me, Kyle. Give me something to feed off of. Come on, give it to me, ladies. And Crystal goes, well, my dad actually had Alzheimer's and he definitely forgot things. He would he would hit his head. He would get so angry, he would hit his head, which really does break your heart. And I got to tell you, honestly, no, all joking aside, I get really scared of that. And I think, you know, God, I could cry right now thinking about the end of the notebook. Oh, like for real, like that is the scariest because all we have is our memories. And I would be so scared. That does scare me. Like I do get very, very scared and I empathize and that and that's why I sometimes like for shame because I don't know how much I believe of this with Tom because he's lied his whole life but Alzheimer's and dementia you know and I know the people that go through it eventually it doesn't hurt them or only hurts them at times but it definitely hurts the people around them and that breaks my heart and I just selfishly I'm scared of that for for me like imagine if I didn't have these memories, you know, or, or we didn't, uh, anyway, I'm going to stop thinking about it. So, um, and Crystal says, you know, it's really easy to be in denial at that level. My dad was a brilliant man. And at the end, he didn't know who the president was or what year we were in. And it was like a cruel joke. And Kyle goes, uh, yeah, you know, didn't Tom, he couldn't drive to work for a long time. Cause he had that car accident three years ago. And Sutton says, uh, when did you start seeing signs? I say, I say. And Kyle goes, wait a sec. I just put that together with the, the, the accident, the car accident and driving. And Erica goes, yeah, I called you, Kyle, after the car accident. 
but I didn't tell you the whole story. And Kyle in a talking head says, when Erica doesn't want to talk about it, you know she doesn't want to talk about it. And then there's a flashback to Tom, um, uh, of, Tom of, of Erica letting Kyle know that, you know, Tom broke his ankle and he was the biggest baby on the planet with it, with it. And, you know, I remember watching these episodes and, and, and I remember also, which you could find this on the Bravo insider or go to Hollaback cards, Instagram. I know she has this on her, uh, her timeline is the scene of that, of Erica explaining to Mikey Minden, her creative director that, um, you know, this is the first time I saw Tom with fear in his eyes. I realized that one day I'll have to take care of this huge mansion by myself. Can you do it? Can you take care of all of this? Can you be alone? She was saying this years ago. But also I was like, this is so interesting though, because if Tom was so controlling all that, wouldn't you think she would have been livid? Because she also a couple seasons ago told Garcelle, because Garcelle asked about their sex life. And I was like, if I was so powerful, I wouldn't want anybody even hinting that I was weak in any way on TV. Yet Erica did. I don't know. I, I've got to look way more into that because it's so. I'm so curious about it. So this is when the really bizarre shit starts coming out, you guys. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself. Like Tom did before he went over a cliff. Um, she goes, Tom was also unconscious for 12 hours after he broke his ankle. Also, this is the point where I was like, remember when uh, I, I all season I've been fascinated with Erica Jane when she slathered that uh, that weed oil all over her vajayjay because Kyle got it to her. And I was like, and she was like, I'm lit. I just imagine this whole time she's like, I'm telling this story about Tom going over a cliff and I'm lit, ladies. I got that THC lotion all over my vajayjay and I am flying. I'm flying like Tom does over a cliff. And um, she goes, uh, that's not good. Kathy goes, that's not good. He's, he was unconscious for 12 hours. That's not good. That doesn't sound good. And Erica goes, I know, because I found him. Dun, dun, dun. So here's the for Erica Jane says she found him. Okay, clock that, you guys. Put a pin in that. And Brenda goes, I remember thinking he broke his ankle. He'll be fine. But this story is way different. And she goes, he had a head injury. He broke his clavicle. His shoulder snapped. His ankle broke. You know, she's just listing off ailments. He lost his belly button. He grew a full back of hair. He got his nostrils clogged up. Um... Just basically just saying, yeah, he crashed into a wall, but it was a cliff. Well, they, 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 Erica goes, he drove off a cliff. And she's smirking, you guys, when she says this. And everybody's like, holy shit. Dorit's face is like, oh, I am feeling human emotions. Look how, look how, look how big my robot mouth can open. And the talking head, um. Erica goes, I said he had a car accident, which is true. Tom broke his ankle, which is true. She's trying to tell us, I I say the truth. You know, these are all truths I did tell. But it also, she's kind of saying in this talking head, she's like, 
I'm good at getting around the truth. I'll give you a little truth, but I won't give you the whole picture. <laughs> um, she goes, now that everything has come to light, I can kind of tell everybody. I was respecting Tom's privacy, his privacy. And everybody goes, it must have been so traumatic seeing your husband unconscious. And Erica goes, yep. And she's rubbing her head. She's like, oh, woe is me. World's tiniest violin. Um, and she, this is when it gets weirder. She goes, he wasn't with the car. He was, <laughs> she goes, he wasn't, because everybody's like, oh, you crashed his car. You found him in the, he goes, no, he wasn't with the car. He was down the hill. <laughs> he was down the hill. And Kyle goes, he was out of the car? And Erica goes, and this is when she's like, uh, uh, fuck, let me, she goes, yeah, the road, it's an old road behind a house, it's in Pasadena, there's a switchback, you guys know what switchback is, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a little hill, you can, uh, you know, it's a landmass, and there's rocks, and there's trees, and you know how Pasadena is, and you know, this man's lived there for 30 years, he loves to drive behind the house, like, so all of a sudden, she's painting this picture of this man driving behind the house, and there's like a switchback, and like a huge cliff, and she goes, um, and he drove off something, and and I, I'm I'm trying to put this together, and supposedly she's now painting a picture of then he got out of the car and then fell down the cliff, or jumped off it. I and Sutton goes in a talking head. She goes, "This story is so confusing." I say, I say, is the car totaled? And Sutton is the only one that's like, "What is going on here?" I say, I say, something is not adding up to me. I'm gonna puff out my chest. Um. And they're like, uh, Kyle's like, did he, ha, did, okay, how did he, did he come home? And uh, Erica goes, he finally called me. And I said, where have you been? And then she drops this bomb. She's like, she's looking up there. She goes, I was just assuming he was just with some other woman. And Kyle's face looks shocked. Everybody's like, oh. Rinna puts her head in her hands. She's like, ah, and Dorit's face is shocked again. And Kyle goes, whoa, I need you to roll that back. What woman? And Erica goes, Take your pick. Dealer's choice. Uh, Rinna goes, the divorce, the car accident, the affairs? Oh, my. I'm thinking of all the things. How do you process all of this? <laughs> she goes, you guys have no idea what I've been living through. What I have been through. This is my life. And Kyle goes, well, I got to tell, tell you, this is not the first time I've heard about the cheating. And Erica goes, Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, good. Everybody's buying it. Yeah. <laughs> let it, let these rumors spread. By the way, remember Trisha Bigelow with those flip phone texts. Her guy's known this all along about the cheating. It wasn't a big deal in 2000. Uh, okay, here we go. She's like, uh, Kyle's like, yeah, you know, there's rumors all the time. It wasn't a solid story, but she goes, you know, so you're an 81 year old man and he was still cheating on you. And Erica goes, yeah, ain't that some shit. And Kyle goes, this is a dark, she goes, you have a trophy wife, treat her like a trophy wife, plug up those, she's just like, Kyle's just like, fuck your trophy wife. I love that Kyle's like, treat her like the trophy wife she is. You don't need other holes. You've got this hole at home. Like, it's so funny how we now accept she's a trophy wife, but before it was like real love. And now it's like, you have a trophy wife. That's what you got her for. Okay. Like what can we admit at what point? You know what I'm saying? Now the story is she is a trophy wife, even though she was saying she was an, I don't know. Um, Erica goes, 
I never touched his phone. I never touched his papers. I never went through his stuff. But after Yolanda divorced David Foster, I just opened that phone, which is a flip phone, and she goes, I found that evidence. Oh, shit. It was text messages. It was pics. Felt like it was years long. I knew it was. It was so hard to hide because Tom was sloppy. Guys, this whole thing rings. So Tom did not strike me as sloppy. Tom seemed like he overly covered his bases. Like that's what he seemed to really do was cover all of his bases. So this is weird to me. It is. There is something weird here. And I'm not saying it's all on Erica. I know he definitely cheated. I know he's a piece of shit. We're not. By the way, let me just. Right, Tom. Tom is a the worst piece of shit. He is a horrible, horrible person. That number one person to blame here is Tom. But something is weird. And Kyle goes, did he deny it? And Erica goes, nope. And then Kyle goes, why did you not leave? And she goes, where am I going? And Kyle goes, you're so beautiful. <laughs> like, you could get another guy to pay for you. You have your whole life ahead of you, Kyle goes. And Erica goes, where am I going? Kathy says, well, that's how he made her feel by the way he was treating her. Erica goes, he told me straight up, this is my house. So once again, where am I going? Now, this sounds all great, you guys, but we got to realize that eventually she did go. Where am I going? So what all of a sudden, you know, so all of a sudden she decided she was strong enough to leave and she wants us to believe that has nothing to do with his financial dealings that she, this is where I think the biggest argument of she definitely knew right here because she did leave all this time. She didn't. And the, the reason, according to what she told Kyle was, where am I going? So why did she eventually leave? What changed? Well, now she has someplace to go. No, she found out what was up. She knew now she was told or figured out that now there was the time to go, that the game was over. It was done. Money was done. She knew. So, um, Dorit in a, uh, talking head goes, Erica's not as tough as I thought she was. And Kyle goes, I know you're a good person, um, Erica. Everybody keeps throwing this out so easily. I know you. Do we know she's a good person? We know, you know, we know she's always shown up to filming. Um, And Erica goes, I really appreciate that, Kyle. I really do. I appreciate all you being my alibi and backing me. I appreciate all you listening and understanding. I will be okay, but I'm not okay right now. And Sutton says, I say, I say. Sutton out of nowhere goes, I would like some pancake cake. I say, I say. And I'm like, and this, you guys, is where I discovered pancake cake. It looks so good, you guys. I've never heard of pancake cake in my life, and I can't get it off my... And I heard there's some place that delivers it, but it's like insanely expensive. But I need some, I need some pancake cakes. Dear Lord, dear little baby Jesus, will you gift Ryan Bailey with some pancake cake? I want it so badly. I can't stop thinking about pan. Can you guys think about just warm, fluffy pancake cake? It just sounds so perfect. And Sutton goes, I need some pancake cake. And Erica goes, what's that? And Sutton goes, that's what you need, I say, I say. Erica is doing her little, ah, 
oh, whoa, oh, whoa. And Kyle hugs her and you can tell Erica's like, ha ha, I got you buying it. I love you. You know, she, Kyle goes, I love you. And she goes, thank you. Rena hugs her with the shimmering outfit on. And Rena goes, that cake looks amazing. Um, and Sutton goes, um, you know, Erica Jane's life is like a movie. Something out of a mystery. Pot horror. No, no, why am I doing? I'm sorry. Take that back. Sutton goes, something I say, I say. Uh, her life is like a horror film right now. It's part horror, part film noir. It's a movie I wouldn't want a starring role in. That's for sure, I say, I say. And Rena goes, look at that fucking cake. It's freaking. She goes, look at that fucking cake. It's freaking gorgeous. I rewound it. She goes, they're freaking gorgeous. Rena is tanked in this scene by the end. She goes, they're freaking gorgeous. She, she sounds very, she sounds strokey. Um, Erica says, uh, oh, uh, no, Rena goes, I measure my day. Who has COVID? How's Erica doing? What's going on with Erica? And is my daughter still dating Scott Disick? She found a way to bring up Scott Disick at the very end. And she goes, guys, listen to this. Picture this. My kitchen. <laughs> you know, this morning I'm in there dancing and my husband comes up and goes, how did Scott Disick get into our lives? <laughs> and she's like, just like that, 730 in the morning. And Kyle goes, okay, so to be clear, your daughter and Scott Disick, that's, you want us to know they're still together. And Kathy goes, I didn't hear that they broke up. Because Kathy does have her, her finger on the pulse. Kathy would know when celebrity couples break up. And Rennie goes, I'm not sure the level of it. I think it's a more of a friendship. I advise her to give give him her flower, but who knows? And Kyle goes, nice try, Rena. They're still dating. And Rena goes, I don't know how deep it is. Ha, ha, ha. You guys, that was this episode. I knew it was going to be long, but who knew it was going to be this long? An hour and 43 minutes. I was going to do a mid-season recap, but I am exhausted, and you guys are exhausted of hearing from me. But I will do that on Monday probably with Sophie then because it's just so damn good, and there's so many delicious, yeah, I said delicious, moments in it. Erica going, if you call me a liar one more time, I'm going to fucking kill you <laughs> to Sutton. It just sounds like, I say, I say, Erica threatened to kill me. Um, Garcelle gets involved. It just, it just, we're in a magical season. Appreciate this while it lasts. You guys wake up a loved one, hold them, say, I'm so thankful. I want you to share in this bounty with me if they don't watch this show. You guys, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Um, I cannot say it enough. I am so appreciative of being able to do this. I truly love this. This is my world right now. You guys are my world. Thank you. Um, just thank you. That's it. Have the best fucking weekend ever. Go hang out with your family. Go eat some good food. Go have a good drink. Doesn't have to be alcoholic. Go just live life. Have the best effing time. Let's stay out of jail. Let's not steal from others. But let's just go out and just enjoy everything. Uh, love you guys so much. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Bye, guys. Betches.